welcome to the media outreach of Faith Alive Ministries. For over 30 years, Faith Alive Ministries has continued to answer the call to teach God's people how to live in this world. This charismatic teaching ministry has current bases of operation in both Oklahoma and Arizona. We are honored to share the gospel in the Northeastern Oklahoma prison system, as well as in church gatherings and evangelistic outreaches around the country. We believe the message you're about to hear will inspire and encourage you and empower you to live the abundant life God has for you. Join with us now as we receive from the Word of God. Glory to God. Now, if the VHS tapes on the screen didn't give it away, we're doing something a little different this evening. Let me get this out here where I can where I can preach. <laughs> As I said, I stole this idea, totally borrowed it 100% from several churches, including my own, and we're calling this Bible on Film. And this month, and the next two months, Lord willing, because he's welcome to change my plans at any point, one of the things we'll get in tonight, into tonight is that I just work here. This month, and the next two months, Lord willing, we're going to do something a little bit different. As you know, for the last several months, we've been studying in the book of Galatians, and we're going to come back to that this fall. But what I want to do this month and the next two months is we're going to take some films, and I've I've pulled some clips from these movies, and we're, we're going to see something. I don't just want to show clips just for the sake of doing something different. I want us to be able to get a point out of this. So what we're going to deal with tonight... Well, you know what? Before we do anything else, let's pray. And because we need the Holy Spirit to coach this thing. Because if you don't have the word from the coach, you don't have a word. Father, I thank you. I thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to us to be our teacher, to be our coach, to be the one that leads us and guides us into all truth. And so let your Holy Spirit speak tonight through this sermon. And let your word be proclaimed with spirit and with power. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, what we want to look at tonight, we're going to look at, we're going to look at some things from a movie called Major League Three. Some of y'all may be familiar with the first couple of Major League movies. The first two were big theater productions and Charlie Sheen and an all-star cast and, you know, good stuff. I enjoyed them. But the third one was direct-to-video. <laughs> so a, lo- a lot lower budget and so and not nearly the amount of star power, but just a powerful message. The, the, I got something out of this. When I first watched it, I wasn't, I wasn't researching for a sermon series. I just I just wanted some comedy. I enjoy sports movies. Obviously, I don't have the build to really play baseball, not on any kind of a a competitive basis. I did play a couple years of church softball, and I was one of the people that they had to put a courtesy runner in for. Because this guy, if I run all the way to first base, I'm huffing and puffing and ready to fall over. And so, I am not a ball player, but I like to watch baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport. I enjoy watching the game of baseball. And so we're going to see some things from this movie, Major League Three, and we're going to talk about listening to your coach. Now, 
We'll get into the details here in a minute, but obviously we know who the coach is. The coach is the Holy Spirit. And you've got to be led by the Spirit of God. Because if you're not led by the Spirit of God, then nothing else, nothing will work. So, we're going to see there's three characters in the, in these segments. Now, the, the movie has a lot more to it, and... There's a lot of other characters that we're not going to deal with. But the movie has three characters that I want us to really focus on. We're going to meet, in this first clip, we're going to meet Billy Downtown Anderson. He is our central character of this movie. And I want us to see a picture of ourselves when we look at Billy Anderson. Downtown Anderson is a picture of the believer. Now, the coach we're going to see is Scott Bakula. The coach, Gus Cantrell, he's our, he's our picture of the Holy Spirit. Now, to give you a very shortened version of the plot of this movie, Scott Bakula coaches this minor league team, the Buzz, and he's in rivalry with the team's big league affiliate, the Minnesota Twins. Now, the manager of the Twins is a jerk. He is a jerk and a half. He is our picture of Satan. Now, yes, these things fall apart. No no movie character is going to perfectly encapsulate any of these items. But in, in what we're seeing here, I want us to go in with that in mind. Downtown is us. Coach Gus Cantrell is the Holy Spirit. And Twins manager Leonard Huff, who I had to cut most of his scenes because I didn't have time. But... How much time do we we really want to give Satan anyway, right? <laughs> so, but Coach Huff is our picture of Satan. So let's meet downtown. Go ahead and play clip one, please. All right, here's the kid I'm talking about. Now coming to the plate, number one, Billy Downtown Anderson. Number one in your heart, number one in the program. Anderson. Downtown. It is just super. I was just telling Mr. Downtown here that he's gonna be with the big team real soon. No question about it. Yeah, the sooner the better as far as I'm concerned. Well, what do you think, Gus? I think he's got a real nice bat. Well, they say that I've got a a pure swing that I'm a natural. Yeah? As soon as you get over that lack of confidence, the sky's the limit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, good game. Why don't you get in the shot? I don't want my star player catching the cold. Yes, sir. So let's take a look. Because we can't do this without getting into the word. Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. While you're turning there, Romans 11 verse 29 tells us that the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Without repentance, one translation says. means when God gives you a gift, he doesn't take it away from you. When he gives, when he puts a calling on your life, you have been called. And all of us have a calling on our life. And those gifts... Those callings, that calling of God, they're irrevocable. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 
we're going to take a look at the gifts. Let's take a look at some of the gifts. We don't have time to go into all of this, but we're going to we're going to spend a few minutes here. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, you were outside of the covenant, carried away to these dumb idols. Now I know he's talking about idols not being able to speak. That's what dumb means. But I love it because Satan's plans are kind of stupid. <laughs> and the way we get caught up in Satan's plans is when we get stupid with him. So don't get stupid. You were carried away to these dumb, these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaks by the spirit, speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. I mentioned Brother Copeland before. I love the way he ends his broadcast. And I, I shout it with him every time. It ends every broadcast. Remember, Jesus is Lord. Because that is, that's really what it comes down to. Jesus is Lord. And you can't, you can't say that. You can't believe that without the Holy Spirit. Now, Sure, people will mock it. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And that you, but you can't mean it without being empowered by the Spirit of God. There are various gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administration, but the same Lord. There are various operations, but it is the same God who operates all of them. The same God who operates all of them in all people. But, verse 7, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone for the common good. To one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith. Now, this is not talking about faith to get saved. Every believer has that. One one translation renders this as special faith, as supernatural faith. Now, all of us, all of us can take the word of God, and you should take the word of God, and find a promise. You, You have something that's... You need a change in your life in some area. You find a promise of God that applies to that, and you begin to stand on that word, because the word is your bedrock foundation. The word is 100% trustworthy. So you begin to do that, and it builds faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But this is talking about, as I said, what one translation calls special faith, where things that you couldn't even begin to imagine in the natural start to happen. Because God is working in you. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. But the very, but that one and very same Spirit works all these, dividing to each one individually as he will. For as the body is one and has many parts, and all the parts of that body are one body, so also is Christ. So, here's what I want us to see. You saw downtown Anderson. When he stood up, when he stepped up to the plate, he had a gift. He had skill at the plate. Now, I don't have, I don't have that kind of skill at the plate. I have a reasonable amount of skill when it comes to singing. But, I'm still never going to accomplish anything without listening to the Holy Spirit. Your natural gifts and abilities will only take you so far. So, now, I want us to see what happens when we try to use our gifts ourselves without listening to the coach, without listening to God telling us 
what he wants us to do. Go ahead and give me clip number two, please. Anderson. Sacrifice him over. Sacrifice? Yeah. Run him over and get him in the scoring position. You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding. Lay one down. Okay. To go, bro. Alright. Alright, you guys. It's Bigman Sanders, man. Yeah. Pull up a chair. See, uh, this ain't the downtown show. So, uh, when I ask you to lay one down, you lay one down. But I won the game. No, that's not the point. We're a team here. We do what's best for the team. And I make that decision. See, this isn't about one guy doing what he wants to do. Even if that one guy wins a ball game? Even if that one guy wins a ball game. Okay. I'm uh, benching you for the next three games. You're serious? Yeah. But I'm on a roll. I've had five hits in my last 12 at-bats, and you're going to bench me? Three games just set. Is that all? Yeah, that's it. He did not listen to the coach. He did his own thing. And it looked like it worked. Now, first, first I want us to see our coach in action. Turn to John chapter 14. I want us to see what it looks like when the Holy Spirit is speaking. John chapter 14, and these are going to be the words of Jesus. If you have a red letter edition, these are red. Red words win. Red words take precedent. If Jesus said it, that's all that matters. John chapter 14. John chapter 14, and I want us to go to verse 15. John chapter 14, verse 15. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. What are the commandments that he's talking about? He's talking about... (laughs) Right. He's talking about if I tell you to lay one down, if I tell you to lay down a sacrifice bunt, the setup there was that there was a runner on first base and coach wanted to move him over into scoring position. This is a standard offensive tactic. If, if, Especially if you don't have a home run hitter in position like, like they did. But he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. What are the commandments that we're talking about here? 
The, the two big ones, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. But then you go back to what he says. We've talked about this before. I wish I had time to get into it in detail. But back in Genesis, where he said, in chapter 1, verse 26, where he, ta- he says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over it. That's what we're talking about. That's the command here. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another counselor, a coach, a companion, a helper, that he may be with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, for it does not see him, neither does it know him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you fatherless. I will come to you. Then let's jump down to verse 25. And Jesus, says, continuing to speak, says, I have spoken these things to you while I am still with you. But the counselor, that's the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and will remind you of all that I have told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, I want us to look at somebody not doing what the Lord told them to do. Flip in your Bible way, way back. We're going to go back to Numbers. Numbers chapter 20. And some of y'all that know a little bit about Scripture probably know where I'm going with this. Numbers chapter 20. Numbers chapter 20. And we're going to start in verse 7. Now, to set this up, the Israelites have no water. And in verse 7, the Lord spoke to Moses. So he heard the voice of the Lord. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, take the rod, gather the assembly together, you and Aaron, your brother, and speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will give its water, and you will bring forth, you will bring out to them water from the rock, so you will give the assembly and their livestock drink. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly before the rock, and he said to them, here now, you rebels, will we bring out water from this rock for you? And Moses lifted up his hand, and he struck the rock twice with his rod, and plenty of water came out, and the assembly drank, and their livestock. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. This hit me so hard. This verse struck me in the middle of my service two weeks ago. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and said, Because you did not believe in me. Stop right there for a moment. If you don't do what the Lord said to do, you don't truly believe. You can claim to be a believer all you want. You can claim to be a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. But if you are not obedient to the call of God on your life, the specific call of God on your life, to the letter, when he tells you to do it, delayed obedience is disobedience. Do what he says to do when he says to do it. Because if you don't, this says you don't believe it. Because you did not believe in me to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you will not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. I'm going to bench you for the next three games because you did not do what I told you to do. Here's here's the thing. The children of Israel got the same result. The water came out of the rock. It looked like it worked. It looked good. You notice when... When downtown rounded the third base bag, everybody on the, in the, on the dugout, everybody on the bench was up on their feet. They were cheering. They're hollering. They're happy. 
except for the manager. Gus is standing there with his arms folded because you did not do what I told you to do. That's what it looks like when we don't do what God tells us to do. Now, I don't, I don't want you getting upset. I don't, don't freak out. This is not the end of the story, but there are definitely consequences if you don't do what God tells you to do. If you don't do what God tells you to do, he may have you sit down while he puts somebody else in place that'll do what he told them to do. But that doesn't mean you're going to be set aside entirely. There's still a plan. There's still a purpose. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Now, your natural talents, your natural abilities can take you far, can take you places that you didn't expect to go. And, remember I told you that Coach Huff, the manager of the twins, is our picture in this movie of Satan. If Satan can't stop you from doing what he, what God wants you to do, if he can't get in front of you and block you, he's going to get behind you and start pushing you and try to get you out ahead of the plan of God. And that's absolutely 100% just as dangerous. I'll give you an example from my life. Some of you who have been with us for a while know my parents, Lloyd and Debbie Maryhugh. They are currently pastoring a church in Arizona on a Indian reservation. They start they tried to start a church in Pryor back in 1986. That church failed. It failed hard. Because they were doing what God wanted them to do, but they weren't doing it in his time. It wasn't the time. And so because it wasn't the time, it didn't work. But now they are the busiest I've ever seen them but they're also the most hap- the happiest and most fulfilled that I've ever seen them. They're just they're they're going constantly and they're doing what God told them to do and they're having a blast doing it. Because now they're in the right place at the right time. So I want to see what happens when downtown goes to the show. We're going to have to move through this pretty quick, but go ahead and give me clip number 3 please. Take care, man. You guys need to. Hey, good luck, bud. Yeah. Well, go to the show. Yeah. I'm going. To the show. <laughs> Could I uh, make a sort of uh, off the wall suggestion? Sure. Tell Huff you want four more weeks with me before you go up. Convince him you you need a little more time. What do I want to do that for? Because you're not ready yet, kid. Huff says I am. Huff doesn't know. Okay? He's not about turning you into a baseball player. He's trying to use a publicity stunt to cover up a lousy season. I knew this. I knew this would happen. You come in and try to rain on my parade. I'm not trying to rain on you. Yes, you are. You've been on my since the very beginning. I ate a home run and you benched me? You tell me not to pull when I'm a natural pull hitter. Just trying to help. Oh, tell me you're trying to help me, man, because you're not. You never were. You want me to tell you why? Because you're jealous. You're jealous of the fact that I got more talent on my worst day than you've had in your whole career. But it's true, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? You've never had half the talent that I did. That's true. God, I should've known you couldn't just shake my hand and say good luck. But you know what? I don't give a because I just passed you up. 
don't need you, Gus Cantrell. I'm moving on to bigger and better things. Thanks. Thanks for nothing. They pulled him up because obviously you saw from his at bats he had he had some skill. Now, those of you know, that know anything about the game of baseball, he's a right-handed batter. Intended he tends to naturally naturally pull to the left field side. He'd get out ahead of the ball and hit it to left. Here's the issue: big league pitchers know how to fix that. They're going to pitch you outside and you're going to swing and miss and fall on your butt. And so, and Gus knew this. He was trying to teach him, trying to make him a complete hitter, not always going for the fence. But he gets out ahead of it and goes up to the bigs. We're going to see what happens. He falls on his butt. I, for the sake of time, don't, don't go there because we're running short on time here. But Deuteronomy chapter 8, Moses talking to the children of Israel, he says, when you get over into the promised land, be careful that you don't forget how you got there. Versus uh, what you want to look at is Deuteronomy 8, 10 through 18. And as I said, we don't have time to go there. But the the key point here is, remember that you didn't do it on your own. He said He warns them, he says, be careful that when you get there, you don't think, my hands, my skill, my ability got me this game. He says, you've got to remember that it is God who gives you the power to get wealth. It is God who does all these things for you. Your, your skill, your ability isn't going to take you far enough. But if you will listen to the Holy Spirit, he's going to take you where you need to be, when you need to be there. The coach had a plan for downtown to get to the big leagues. I, I had to cut a scene for time, but he's talking to talking to the owner of the or, of the whole organization. He says, "This kid's got a great future ahead of him. He's going to be a star in the big leagues." But we've got to bring him up. We've got to, He's got to be trained because if they if they bring him up too soon, it's going to hurt him. Well, Coach Huff of of the big team just said, "We're going to bring him up. We're going to see what happens." He falls on his butt. <laughs> I got to. We got we got to go there. Um Yeah, give me clip number 4. Foreman looks in, gets the signal. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. And strike 3. Anderson goes down swinging and is now 3 for 15 since joining the Twins. And in Downtown, huh? More like down and out if you ask me.
said to you, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's water over the bridge or under the dam or wherever that little water goes. Sit down. Any idea what happened? It was, uh, <laughs> I mean, a number of things, really, but, I mean, they just, they started throwing me outside like you said they would. You want to know the good news? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd like to hear some good news. This is nothing we can't fix. Well, how do we do that? Sweat. Sweat and more sweat. I told you not to do anything fancy. But if I can get around on it, you know more about hitting than I do? No. I'm asking you to do two things. Keep your mouth shut and listen to my instructions. Can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't overswing. Alright? Take a little bit later and drive it into right field. Here we go. That's better. Here's the pitch to Anderson. It's a swing and a base hit to right. This will send one one to third. Downtown's got another base hit, sending his average up near the 300 mark. This kid's not just a home run swinger anymore. He's turning himself into a solid hitter. See? When you do... When you, when you follow what the coach says to do, you get the results. I am going to have to skip a clip here because I'm just running out of time. But something that's said in the next clip, which is very similar to that, that last at bat, it's another base hit scene. And something that Bob Euchre, the announcer, says, he says he's become a complete hitter. I love that because what the Word of God says... James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Don't don't turn there right now. But it says that patient application of the Word of God is going to make you complete. It says that you will be perfect or complete and entire, wanting nothing. Patience and patient application of the Word of God. So, the other side of... You're still there in numbers. Flip back to Exodus chapter 17. See, Moses did this out of order. The first time he did it right. The second time he didn't do what God told him to do. So let's let's flip this around. This is the first situation with that same that same thing. They're in the desert, they have no water. Verse 4 of chapter 17. This is Exodus 17. Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do to this people? They're ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Pass over before the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand your rod with which you struck the Nile, and go. Indeed, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and their water shall come out, and so the, so the people may drink. Then Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the name of the place Massah and Meribah because of the contending of the children of the Lord and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? 
So that time, he did what the Lord said to do. Here's what we have to do as believers. We need to go to the Lord, find out his plan, and then follow his plan. One person said it this way. Too many of us spend our time asking the Lord to bless our plans. How many of y'all, don't raise your hands, but how many of y'all have done that? It's like, okay, Lord, here's my plan. Can you work with me here? No, let's find out what his plan is and let's work with him because his plan is already blessed. So, as I said, gosh, I'm just out of time. Okay, I, as I said, you realize I just work here. <laughs> I, I'm just, I just do what I'm told to do. So, I want us to see what hap- what's happened. What happens when you're perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, to set this final clip up, earlier in the movie, the Buzz went up against their big league um, team, the Twins, and played to a tie. The manager of the Twins cheated, shut down the lights, killed the game, and so he could escape without a loss. So, at the end of the movie, they're rematching, but this time they're at Buzz Stadium, but this is, this is the rematch. And here we are, bottom of the ninth, down by, down by two, if I recall correctly. There's a runner on, no, excuse me, down by one, sorry. But there's a, there's runners on, there's a runner on, and Anderson's getting ready to come to the plate again. So a very similar situation to what we saw originally. So let's go ahead and we're going to skip clip number five, go to clip number six, please. What's up? You uh, want me to bunt? Sacrifice Taco and get him in a scoring position. I want you to go downtown. Downtown? I want you to hit the ball into another zip code. Sacrifice. I told him to swing for the fence. You did what? You heard me. You never told him to swing for the fence. I couldn't help myself.
All right. Praise God. That's what happens. That's what happens when you do what God tells you to do. You will always, 100% of the time, succeed when you do what God tells you to do. Now, real quick, it's not always going to look like it. Just because it's a gift doesn't mean it's not going to be work. You may step up to the plate, spiritually, and take a cut and look like you just fell flat on your face. Look like you just blew it. And Satan's going to try to attack at that point. First John 1 John 1.9, I've quoted it so many times. It's one of my favorites. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And that doesn't just mean the iniquities. That means missing the mark. It means I, st- I, took, I stepped up to the plate and I swung and I biffed it. I just missed. I just completely botched that one. But... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Even when the enemy's mocking, he was mocking on that first swing. He was mocking on that second swing when he popped it up. But when that that third swing came up and he drove it over the fence, Satan can't mock no more. (laughs) The Holy Spirit is our coach. We have to listen to the words he speaks. We have to do what he says to do. At the wedding feast of Cana, Jesus' mother looks at the servants and says, whatever he says to you, do it. He gave them a really oddball instruction. Y'all know the story. He told them to go fill up these pots with water. And then now, now let's draw a cup of water out of it. I don't know when it turned into wine. It was still water when they drew it. They took it up to the master of the feast And he drinks it, and it has become wine at some point between the point they drew it and the point it hit his lips. They didn't know what was going to happen. But they took Mary at her word, and they did what he said to do. And they got the result they wanted to have. If you do what he says to do, you're going to get his results. Listen to the coach and do what he says. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for sending your precious Holy Spirit to be our coach, to be our counselor, to lead us and guide us into all truth. We praise you for that. Father, I thank you that every need, spirit, soul, and body, every need is met in accordance with your riches and glory by your precious Son, Christ Jesus. We thank you for it. I thank you that you are moving here and now in every heart, in every mind, If there are those that don't know you, your Holy Spirit is wooing. Not to condemn, not to tear down, because you didn't come to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through you might be saved. You came to convict the world of sin, to bring them to you. We thank you for it. We praise you. It is in the matchless, mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. That concludes our message. This message is copyrighted by Faith Alive Ministries and may not be reproduced for commercial or resale purposes. Duplication by individuals for the purpose of sharing the gospel is permitted. However, this copyright notice must accompany all copies made. For additional information and teaching resources, please write to Faith Alive Ministries, P.O. Box 321, Prior, Oklahoma, 74362. Or you may visit our website at www.faithalivefellowship.net. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.